0: Welcome along to another Forever Blue podcast. Uh, thanks very much for downloading the previous ones, if you've done that, and subscribing. Hopefully giving us uh, five-star reviews, of course, on uh, on whatever platform it is that you download the podcast on. And, of course, thanks very much to Hot Click Marketing, who are a Manchester company, who help your company get to the top of Google profile. It's a personal service. It's run by Tony, has a small team with him. Uh, obviously if you follow the links to the company either the twitter handle or the website address that i sometimes put on social media ask for tony he's a city fan and he'll try and help you and we thank him for his support for the, the way that we've started with this podcast and uh, you never know uh, the podcasting awards and the vlogging awards are this week so you never know by next time we might have a little trophy here, but then again we might not. <laughs> you know what, I'd rather have a City trophy, I'd rather have the <laughs> Premier League yeah, than anything like that. Um, obviously I'm Ian Cheeseman, I'm the host, and I have with me three members of the squad tonight, and there they are. Hello,
1: I'm Matty Dove, um, lifelong City fan, lifelong Vincent Company fan. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, you might strike me. that, was it? Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, you might know me from the, the under-25 rep City matters as well i am um, Adam a
2: wearing, um, I'm very over today. I had quite a, quite a good night last night, I don't know if you lot did but I certainly did, um, I've just recovered though and uh, yeah I'm looking forward to the weekend, i nervous.
3: I'm Louisa, I've been on a few times as you know, lifelong City fan and uh, known Ian quite a few years now, we used to do Blue Tuesday and probably met some of you guys out there as well at the stadium when I used to go down and have little chats with you all for a uh, that segment that we used to do absolutely well
0: obviously that's sort of what i do now with the Mm. vlogs (laughs) i film people and (laughs) uh, and get people to react and everybody was very giddy after the uh, the 1-0 victory against leicester can't deny i was uh can't deny just like after the burnley game there was massive tension in my stomach, in my whole body till the moment the ball hit the back of the net and what a way for the ball to hit the back of the (laughs) net by the way Uh, and then the tension seems to me anyway to get even worse then as you watch that clock go down in 30 second blocks I keep looking at the scoreboard and thinking is it only another 30 seconds gone by and then eventually the final whistle goes and all that sort of weight of the world goes now I've seen a lot of reactions since then uh, on social media, which is obviously where most of us see what other fans are saying, and there's been, I'd say some mocking of Liverpool and 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 <laughs> clubs and United. Now you're laughing, but and I'm making this as a serious point. It's not done yet, is it? No. You know, and and uh, I wonder. We talked a little bit about tempting fate on the podcast last week, uh, and. Even today, somebody sent me you know, a, a mock-up of, uh, it, it may have been a mock-up, it may have been real, of somebody ringing the Liverpool switchboard and uh, and then playing Blue Moon down the line. And I thought, hey, whoa, 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 oh, whoa. whoa. Yeah. this soon, isn't enough. over it's yet. So come on, sum up your feelings for me. Yeah, exactly that. I
1: will not be celebrating until the final whistle's gone at Brighton and we've won the league. Um. Yeah, it's definitely preemptive, but... Yeah, last night was just I'm so giddy afterwards. It was just that, that horrible feeling beforehand of like, what's going to happen? I was having images of Vardy putting the ball in the net and taking it away from us. I actually saw Harlan on a Sunday out in a nightclub or a few old folks at Disco.
3: <laughs>
1: but, Excuse uh, me? That's for the older folks listening, not
0: you two, obviously. Obviously. Well, the way Louisa reacted then, I'm assuming you react you reacted to that because that's the familiar name for <laughs> you. I think I still call it a
3: Disco now. But,
0: uh, yeah,
1: sorry, so my first thought was, what's Gary Neville doing in a nightclub? But, uh, <laughs> second thought was uh, we literally just as soon as we bumped into each other was just talking about Leicester like, and Irv for so the day the next day and until the goal went in I was just sat fidgeting because the longer the game went on you were getting more and more worried that and I was starting to think what if we don't win it and then obviously Vincent comes up with an absolute screamer and like Pep and Aguero said and like four or five people behind me said no don't shoot don't shoot I was thinking it in my head and then just I have no idea why people
3: are even thinking, don't shoot, though. My instincts always, always, when someone's got the ball, and especially if they've got space, no matter how far away they are, even if it's the keeper, (laughs) and as a keeper off the line... You shoot for that goal. I just can't imagine what goes through someone's head to think, don't shoot. It's
1: just because when he had like, the ball
3: and he had the space. Yeah, but
1: like when Kyle walked <laughs> Because the yeah. oh, yeah. yeah, first half. I think that went yeah. through That's me. That's still there. in space it's somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. It's not, not landing yet, has it? No, yeah, it's <laughs> yeah. with
3: Flaggy somewhere. I
2: <laughs> yeah, well, I'm the same. I just was so nervous going into the game, as we all were. Mm. I thought, Leicester, have played really well over the last few weeks, They've been playing good football. I thought last night they played it out pretty well when they got it. Uh, they didn't buckle under our pressure. So I was getting really nervous going up to that goal. I, I didn't think the goal was going to come. Just before the, the company goal, I was thinking, you know, we're, not, we're not going to get it tonight. It's not our night. It's just one of those nights where you feel like it's just not going to go for us. Weren't, yeah. We weren't creating that much, from what I remember. I was quite drunk, but from what I do remember, <laughs> um, I we didn't, create, we didn't create as much as I thought we might have created against them. And then as soon as it's gone in, just the weight's lifted. I... Everyone was celebrating around me and I just sort of stood there. I didn't even celebrate, I just it wasn't because I didn't think it was over, but I was just like, wow, what's just happened? Yeah. I let's just get say. this done, let's get it done, let's just go home and finish the game now, blow the whistle, um, and I was so relieved at the end of it. Um, but we're going to relive it all on, on Sunday, aren't we?
0: People have compared that goal to the Aguero moment. Is that a fair yeah. comparison? No, because
2: it's not won of the league yet. I think yeah. if we do win the league on Sunday, you'll look back yeah, at that like just like we we'll look back at company's header yeah. uh, for the Manchester Derby back in 2012 as an absolute key moment in,
1: yeah. in yeah. the title. I think it's fairer to compare it to his his own goal against United, not own goal, his, yeah. his goal against United rather than the Aguero. Because the Aguero's in a league of its own, isn't it? Because yeah. I think
3: own in a way, moments. I mean, it's, because it's this close to the end, you're looking at it, oh, this could win us the league. But you know we're forgetting all the other however many goals we have scored to help us win this league because if it, for some reason, well, it's not going to have a goal difference now, is it? But um, I just think that that one goal is looking like it's the golden goal, but it isn't. Because there's all the others, and we've got to put one
2: ball. in at the weekend, and that's going to be yeah. that could be the most important one. We can't not score at Brighton. Be <laughs> <The laughs> interesting. Well, my ball, you might <laughs> not need, need to score depending on Liverpool as In my eyes, we don't want to do we that, that again. need to score, so then that yeah. goal then becomes the most important. We don't want to be what like, like
3: 2012.
1: We don't want to have to go through that
3: again.
1: There's a chance Wolves could get something, but we've literally just got to focus on ourselves. It's irrelevant what happens there as long as we win, we win the title. So I think that's why they've slowed
3: down a bit as well. I think that they just. They know they just can't slip, and so if one goal goes in, great. But we're not now at the stage where we're putting four, five, six in. That's just mm. never going to happen anyway. In the last few games, we just need one goal. If someone can get it, and everyone else is just trying their best, just not to mess up and do something they shouldn't do. Well,
1: Leicester did something similar as well, didn't they? When they won the league, there was like a, a run of four or five games where I think they won one or two nil, and they were quite cagey. And at the minute. For us, we don't care how we win, do we? We don't care yeah. how bad we play. Well, we probably care a little bit while we're watching it, but
0: after the game, if you've got the three points, that's all that matters. So, My wife watches the games and is a very big critic of the style of football because she loves the fantastic mm. football. Um, and these last few games against Burnley and, and last night was a good example. She comes away, I wouldn't say mourning, you know, but, but sort of going, well, oh, this isn't the beautiful football I'm used to watching. And, uh, and obviously I have a bit of a debate with her, shall we say. So, well, <laughs> it's, it's all about winning at this stage. I mean, is that how you... Am I right or is she right? Should, should we be watching and celebrating more glorious football?
2: I think Pet would ideally want us to be playing glorious football and winning, but... Sometimes you do just have to get those results and if you were to play this football in the middle of the season or the start of the season you'd be thinking we're a bit off it here what's Mm, going on we're nowhere near our standards but the context matters more than anything and the, the context is we need three points I don't care whether... Brighton have to score four own goals at the weekend, but as long as we win the game, we could play awful. We've got to win that game, and that's the most important thing. But I can th- overlook the performance.
0: But that way of scoring a goal obviously mm. lifted everybody off the seats, and now there's been talk today. Uh, I mean, I make no bones about it, um, I've been a Vincent Company fan. Um, not just because of the way he plays, but by the way he has led the team, the way he speaks in the media. Everything he's done in all the time he's been here, he's a magnificent human being, that's my view. I've been lucky enough in the earlier part of my career to know him a little bit better. I don't see the players so much these days, but uh, he's right up there for me. The fact that he scored that goal, the fact he's come back after two years of struggling with injury and yet carried on going... Uh, and, and done what he 's done now tonight has him as the highest esteem and others are Silva and silver. I personally a huge fan of Yaya Toure from from this whole era as well, but now this morning there 's fans calling for a statue of Vincent Kompany <laughs> <laughs> or so a, stand, yeah. a stand a <laughs> stand you know the East stand being called <laughs> is, is that an overreaction Is that what you'd want I think he does need I think he does need a statue i don 't know about a stand, but I,
2: certainly a statue when he does leave is he that does just because of the goal. No, certainly not. No, it's been brought to the fore, and it's been brought into people's minds because of the goal, because yeah. it's made people realise just what he's done over the years. Because that one goal makes you think, oh, remember where he did this, remember where he did that. How good has he been over this? How many titles has he won? He's led us to all this, and then you start to look at his personality, a wider personality. There's been stories about him, and just news pieces, opinion pieces on all sorts of papers because of the goal, but not particularly focusing on the goal, focusing on him as a person and as a player all round. So I think. The goal has made us realise, and I think we'll realise again when he leaves and when he has his testimonial, how important he's been. And I think it's then we'll realise that he does deserve something more than a pitch in the training ground, I think, in my opinion.
0: He, he cried afterwards, he which did, everybody did. spotted oh, on really, the pitch. Yeah. I only did myself. <laughs> Just looking so, at him, that's like, all yeah, part yeah, of isn't it, isn't it? I mean, yeah. that shows where his heart is. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah I think I he, he's been incredible for us over the last 10 years. I don't think last night sort of made people realise it, but it probably reminded him rather than realised. But yeah, he's been incredible on and off the pitch for the for the city of Manchester, the work he does with the homeless. and He's just an incredible leader to have and it is going to be very, very difficult for us to replace him when he does leave, whether that be this season or next. He has spoke about it could be his last game and maybe that's why he's emotional. But I think the whole event made him emotional as well. The fact that he was the one who'd scored the goal, I think he was walking around the pitch and obviously everyone's applauding yeah. him. And I
3: think injuries aside, because you're injured, you're injured. It's not like he's had poor form for a couple of years. He has been out for genuine reasons. And I just think that he's always stepped up when he's needed to, he's always shown that leadership, and that's why he's been the captain. So even last night, you know, he sort of took it by the scruff of the neck and kind of went, look, lads, this is what we need to do to win this game. And instead of, you know, being at the back defending like it normally always is, he took the ball and he put it in the net. And to me, that's him talking on the pitch, and that's him saying to the others and even geeing the others up to just say, come on, look, if I can score, you can score.
0: You know, let's do this. A year ago, I, I, I was lucky enough to speak to Carla Company, his wife, on radio, and, uh, and asked him, or asked her then on, on his behalf, what his future might be. Um, his dad was a politician... Uh, you know wouldn't, I wouldn't rule out him being sort of like the Prime Minister of Belgium <laughs> at some point uh, you know. it, and, and she sort of agreed with that and said you know what if he put and I think a lot of people would that if he put his mind to it he's got he's just got a business degree I think yeah. um, I think he's, he's involved with some property in Manchester yeah. obviously he is a highly intelligent individual Uh, He hasn't signed a contract yet and as you said, Matty, there there were people suggesting that the reason for the tears was because that was his farewell game. I've also heard Pep say that he would like him to sign at least another year contract. Um, there's talk now. I've heard of of two or even three years, and and people, fans. But you, you know, you're the fans. You tell me, saying, you know what? If he only played ten games a year, just to have him in that dressing room, to have mm. his influence yeah. in the club, would be worth it. So, what w- what would you like to see now going
2: forward? I think the time when Vincent Guppy needs to go is when we stop relying on him in big games. Like he's been injured this season for a lot of it, but. You can point to performances where we have needed him, he's come on, or, or he's started rather, and he's just been unbelievable. Not just last night in terms of the goal, but performances. You know, last year in the, in the League Cup final against Arsenal, he was unbelievable in that game, but I was shouting for him to not start before the game because I thought, no, he's a liability, he's going to get injured or he's going to be off the pace. He was poor in the derby, I felt, a few weeks ago, but apart from that, that's the, that's the only game where he's really been poor in a big game. So we still rely on him in big games to come in and do the business. We don't know what's going on with John Stones, but he's clearly not in favour at the minute. Um, and we need him, so he can't... I don't think we can let him, We can afford to let him go this summer.
0: Well, let's pin down that conversation you just started then, as you said you don't know what's going on with John Stones and he's out of favour and everything. Before the game last night, I spoke to a few fans. The vlog that I put on City's website is is slightly different sometimes than the one I put on YouTube and people are more free when they speak and whilst there's very little negativity about it at the moment one of the things I uh, had to edit out of the version that went on City's website was that there were people before the game more than one saying I wouldn't started I wouldn't when the team had come out before the game was played I'm a bit worried about Vincent Kompany starting. Um, am not, not, not sure I'd have selected him. And and that was, uh, as I say, not just one person. There were more than one people like saying that. So you, Adam, mm. would you, before that game, it's very hard to do when you know he scores the winning goal with a yeah. screamer, <clears throat> would you have selected him? Would you have selected John Stones? Would Nicola Sotomendi have featured?
2: So if John Stones is fully fit and he's mentally there because we you know he's got personal problems at the minute or has done over the last few months, I'd have started John Stones and Laporte. They're the two, my two top centre halves at the club now. They're going forward for the next few years. They are the two, two men having in my strongest team. So no, I wouldn't have done purely because in the derby, you look, poor. Every time company got the ball in the derby, he was, he, he couldn't get rid of it quick enough. He was, he, he didn't look com, comfor- he didn't look comfortable on the ball. And I've not really seen that from him because obviously he used to be a midfielder and he's always seemed comfortable on the ball. But that game, we just didn't see him on it for me and. That would have made me not start him, even though you know, he played well against against Burnley, but Burnley's a different team to Leicester and you wouldn't have had... Well, he wasn't attacked at all by Burnley, but he certainly would have been and was um, in spells last night by Jamie
0: Vardy, so I wouldn't have started him personally. It felt to me as if Pep structured the team last night with the fact that he had Laporte and Company as his two centre-backs and were normally City press quite high. Mm-hmm. Knowing the counter-attacking possibilities of Vardy, they sat slightly deeper. And that was to accommodate company, but you've you've made an eloquent um, case, if you like, for for John Stones on the port. Do you two agree?
1: Yeah, I would have probably gone John Stones as well, but I'm happy to admit I was wrong.
0: So <laughs> that's fine. I think only because he scored the goal. No, I think he
1: played well in the game, but I think the concern was that Vardy has got that counter attacking threat, and we saw it earlier in the season at Leicester when company could easily have been sent off within. I think it was 10 minutes or so because he brought Vardy down but he only got a yellow card and I think there was a concern there that he might be outpaced by him and it's the same as Arsenal in the League Cup final there was a concern Aubameyang would outpace him but he's just proven us wrong and I'm happy to admit that I think Stones I thought before the game might suit the game better because Burnley's are over the top through balls but Leicester are going to play into feet and they did play quite well to be fair. But, yeah, I think work, right? Where, you play well. Whereas I, I'd,
3: I'd pick company every time. If he's fit, I'd pick him every time.
1: I'm with you on that. I mean, to
3: I'd mean, i still
2: start stones in that game, even knowing that company's going worried. to win it. Because I, thought, I was like, I just right, think company's, company's way, fit,
3: that's it, he's playing.
2: The reason why we've played so poorly in the last few weeks for me is because we haven't got like those two dynamic center halves, stones and Laporte in there. I think when company's playing, we move the ball a lot slower across centre-half, and it's the same with, same with Otamendi. I think the way we mm. shift the ball... It's massively important the two centre halves shifting between left and right between Fernandinho, and I think the fact that Company has played the last few games has meant we've had to sit a bit deeper, and we haven't been able to shift the ball as quick. So I think that's been a contributing factor to us not playing as well as we would but have I done. I think that Sunday was before. Pep
3: getting that right because except for Vardy, you could afford to slow that game down. That that game was was worthy of being slowed down mm. because I, it's I, Leicester and it's it's not another team like, like Chelsea. It's not a massive attacking team. Our defence so wasn't really right. threatened
1: that much. No. Though I, I think I there was one where company got a great block on Ricardo. Did, I think, yeah. had a shot. Yeah. Um, but apart from that, they didn't really test us, but it was in the midfield where I was worried because they seemed to have more legs than us. Foden didn't play well, really, at all. David Silva was struggling a little bit. I think it was improved a bit when Bernardo came into the middle, but they just seemed to have more legs than us, and I think they did defend brilliantly with that midfield three of Madison, Tielemans and and Didi. I thought them three were really good. Madison was good, yeah. But I don't think defensively we were tested
0: too much. We're sitting here the night after Vincent Kompany scores this iconic goal, and yet the reason I would have picked Vincent Kompany... From the start, and would pick him at Brighton again if he's fit, is because mm. of a tackle he did that was a foul that he got a yellow card for. Mm. And I think one of the key things in this running in these huge, huge games is having players, and David Silver, by the way, last night committed two fouls. Now, and I'm well, not well, trying well, to justify well, the well. comments <laughs> that have been made against City, of uh, head of the derby, for example, people were saying, you know, City strategically foul. I don't think that's premeditated and I don't think they do strategically foul. However, I think we do. I think we, well, <laughs> it may like, be, but you have been We've got the it's least amount of fouls it.
2: in the league. That's because we have all the ball, Sil- If you look no, at minutes Sil- on the Sil- ball, if you look at minutes exactly. off the ball per
0: foul, we'd probably be quite an <laughs> but, but But isn't it naive to think that in crunch, because it's always happened with all teams that when it comes down to those. Key moments in big games, you have to be, have somebody who's prepared. Perhaps you could say Real Madrid last year in the in the Champions League final. Um, you know that the, 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 you do a foul at the right moment in the right way. Now, if that to me had been Stones in the in the company position last night, even though uh, Vincent pleaded his innocence, but we all saw he didn't get the ball. <laughs> um, that to me was a very clever, necessary foul. Mm-hmm. I think Stones would have been too weak in that. I think we would have
2: scored three more to cancel that even out. But I just think we play better attacking when Stones is on the pitch. So that's where I feel like we would then go on and score three or four. Yeah.
0: If you're listening to this debate, by the way. You might be on your way to work or whatever. Um, what do you think of these comments? You know, mm-hmm. that's what we're here for. You know, tell us what you think. You can contact us on social media. You can comment on the the podcast, and that's what it's all about: having different opinions. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, Vincent Cumney proved to be the hero in that particular game. Uh, now we move forward. I mean, I'd, I'd like to just wax lyrical about the game, but it feels to me now is the wrong moment because there's still one more game to mm. go. Um, and I feel very, very uncomfortable about, oh, that was great, we're going to win the league and everything. <laughs> we don't yeah. know how much it, it means yet, do we? It, it, yeah, absolutely. So let's look ahead now a little bit and say. And this is an interesting one, and obviously, me and Adam are going to disagree again, I'm sure. But what, what, what team do you. Was that the right 11 last night, and would you pick that 11 again at Brighton? I wouldn't be starting Foden. Foden disappeared last night, and he was.
2: I, didn't, I couldn't even tell he was on the pitch. He struggled. Um, so, yeah, he struggled. He struggled so, you certainly wouldn't start for me.
0: Obviously, you'd go with Aguero up top, wouldn't you? Um, We're assuming, of course, Fernandinho's not going to be fit, and KDB's not going to be fit. Mm. Yeah. So, so then, on that you, basis. I'd She's like to pull won. them
3: out and just get them down the wings. I'd like Sane and um, Sterling straight away. So you, for you, yeah, is I think Sane we need to instead pull of pull them, wide. them it? Yeah. yeah, 100%. I think yeah, we need to pull their defence yeah. wide and then we can just tap it into the middle.
2: Checking you we'll start Sane though? Because I just think there's something going on between there's Pep and Sane, happening. isn't there? What's I think your theory, there's Adam? There's more like... I, I, I just think they've fallen out. I think Sane's maybe on yeah, his own backside a bit too much. He's not a Pep player. Old Trafford,
1: he made a beeline for him to congratulate him though. If they're like... Because he's,
2: he's trying to get him back on side. It almost feels like there's a bit of a gulf between them. Yeah, he was trying to rebuild bridges by doing that. And we heard last week, I'm not sure where it came from, there was a rumour coming out of the club that in training, in fact it was Duncan Castle, so I'm not sure how much to believe about this, but um, <laughs> a journalist did come out and said that at training, Sane was moaning about a drill not being started early enough and was saying, this oh, and Pep overheard it and he's, he's sarcastic. He said, oh, sorry, Leroy, sorry, we're all sorry, all sorts of stuff. bit of passive aggressiveness between the two. I'm not sure how true that is, but that's what I've heard. I think there's something between the two because Sane was left out at the start of the season because he wasn't working hard enough. He then came back in and worked as hard as any, any player I've seen. Basically made the transformation that Aguero made last season and has been chasing balls back and he's still doing that now. Yeah, good, so for me, there's no reason why he shouldn't be starting. He's great going forward and he's great chasing. He probably wasn't great last night. But yeah, I just don't understand why he's not playing. So the only reason I can think of for him not to be playing is probably because of that.
3: Yeah, some clash or
2: something. I
0: mean, I, I, maybe I'm being naive here and, and there may be things behind yeah. the scenes that we don't know about, but I do look at Sane as a brilliantly talented player, but who is a bit moody within games. Mm. And when it comes to these games where it's do or die right at the end of a season, it's OK in the what you might call a routine league game against the low reaches in during the course of a season or the weaker teams in the FA Cup and the League Cup. But in these big games this is not necessarily what i do. I'd probably pick Sane right? Yeah. So despite mm-hmm. what I'm saying, but I, I wonder whether this is all about... Pep thinking, the very thing you started with, which is he doesn't work hard enough, Mm -hmm. but not just how hard he works, but the consistency within the 90 minutes. Because you can't make one mistake now, can you? That's the
1: key, is consistency. There is none from him. You don't know what sign you're going to get when he comes on the pitch. He can either be a world-beater who changes the game or he'll just go missing and keep giving the ball away. Yeah, he works hard to get it back like last night, but you shouldn't be losing the ball in the first place. And I think he has fallen out of favour. Um, against Brighton, I would probably start him, but I think there's every chance Mares could start, and Bernardo goes into the middle. He wouldn't start, start
0: Mares, would you? I wouldn't no. start. Him, no. but
1: I think Pep might. <laughs> really? Yeah. I don't think he goes anywhere near to it. I think
2: if you start if, if, if you, you not start, start Sane,
1: what's he going to do? Put play? He has to play, play
2: Bernardo or, or Riyad. Play, play Bernardo st- Bernardo and Sterling either side for me. What? Who's starting in If you start in Sane. What about Jesus? <laughs> don't you don't know, know. let's stop, <laughs> it? But Jesus, yeah. I don't think you get, I don't think, well... I think Jesus,
0: why. could instead of playing as a striker yeah, and man, as a strike partner in a two, he, he played a lot in his earlier days and when I've seen him play for Brazil, on the left. Yeah. So you could put, I mean, I'm a big fan of, of Raheem Sterling playing on the right I rather am, than the yeah, left. Yeah, I think he's like, far more of a threat on the right, opinion, only my yeah. opinion. Now, that way, you put... Um, Uh, obviously Sterling back on the right and you could play Jesus on the left now clearly if either Fernandinho or KDB were fit Mm. problem solved but with the personnel that are fit at the moment could that be a solution
2: I don't think it's something we should consider last day of the season don't be trying something new I think we can start that Mm. you know pre-season next season but it might be a great idea and it might work brilliantly but to take that risk I think might I be think too much because I think next season I think
3: Aguero's going to be slowing down a lot I think he's probably going to be benched a lot next season yeah. so, so it, you're right about a new ideas maybe next season but why risk it and try it so the fascinating
0: the thing match. here is that you've, you've, you've ruled out Foden exactly but well, you so, haven't got a solution so to it that's what I'm it.
1: saying if Foden doesn't start who starts in the middle so <laughs> it has to be <laughs> Bernardo, <banana, laughs> doesn't it it, it's a it to so he's, that, so he's that good one so so in the I like in the middle as well one
0: at a time Sorry. one at a time <laughs> go on
1: I'm just going to say it's either Riyad or Leroy then it has to be if Bernardo's going to drop into the middle and Foden and drops to the bench mm-hmm. Mahrez has to start on the right Sterling on the left or it has to be Sterling and
0: Sane or, or Hayes I don't think there's anything wrong with not having Sterling in the middle I'd pick Sane uh, uh, I of, would too. I, I'm not yeah. saying I
1: would start re-hand. Yeah, no, you're right,
0: yeah. I wasn't thinking about in. what was
2: going on in the midfield I
0: we also had a debate about central defenders mm. so who do you start in central def- or in fact what's your defence Presumably See, Walker, I mean, no, I'm just going to totally <laughs> turn back
2: round now. But I'd <laughs> yeah. company. You season. would, would you? Yeah, <laughs> no, i <I'm> not starting into <laughs>
0: company.
2: Because it's last day of the season, we need a calm and influence on the game and his leadership qualities bring Is a lot more than that just because he scored good. a goal? No, it's not. It's his leadership qualities in the final game of the season. Honestly, I think that's more valuable than John Stones' technical ability away at Brighton. Well, then there's also an argument for the fact that we might not need to defend much in the game, so playing John Stones might mean that we're faster moving it left to right.
1: You've also got so the, I'm yeah, arguing no, against flat, myself here, but Glen Murray as well. Yeah, I'm, I'm arguing opposition. against myself,
2: here, but I think we need either him or Otamendi as one a, a strong centre half. So and that's Vincent Kompany. Otamendi is, is gone for me. So yeah, I, I would arguing
1: against myself start company and Laporte at centre half. Yeah. Would you I, do? I'd agree, yeah. You can't drop Vin, Vinny after a performance like that. No, I'm not like dropping no, So, yeah.
0: No way. Not so, dropping are you Vinny. going with the same? Yeah. And, and presumably, um, I mean, it seems like a no-brainer, but um, Mendy's out of the picture completely. He's not going to suddenly reappear, is he? And Zinchenko's been doing all right. The only other question you might ask, but uh, maybe you won't, is Danilo's fit. He was on the bench last night, uh, warmed up. Carl Walker played last night. Is it just automatic that Carl Walker starts at Brighton, or would you consider a change there? I think you. I think you'll start yeah. Walker. I think he it's trusts Walker. He
2: trusts Walker. He trusts Walker more than I trust Walker. But he's improved, hasn't he? Does, he, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah, two, he has, few games. Yeah, he's bring the few brain cells have increased in. <laughs> yeah. He's got about four now, and he's got about four, two, he's two to four, on. yeah, <laughs> two to
0: four in the last few months, yeah. So, um, last night after the game, I wasn't there to hear it, but I believe that that Pep had a bit of a go at the media and actually said that he thought that the the, the national media was very pro-Liverpool. Strange timing for him to say it. It might be something that a lot of fans have been saying, but why do you think he said that? And, and, And is he right? And is there likely to be any reaction to that?
3: Well, something was going on, wasn't it, where... What was it? Can't remember if it was a radio program or a TV program that was doing nothing but talking about Liverpool. I think during our game while we were playing, and I think that maybe what, what I've picked up on something today online, and maybe how would I'm, he know that? I don't know. Maybe <laughs> someone. Just, maybe someone him the, watching. Tell I
2: think. I think the the way. He knows. It's always been: Will Manchester City slip up? Will Will City slip up? We're actually we're we're, we're level pegging going into these games, and actually. It's probably it's more will will Liverpool be able to keep pace with us. We've proved we can do it. We're not really we don't need to prove anything this season, whereas Liverpool do. I think it's I do I do think that the, the the number of Liverpool pundits out there on all the TV stations because you know we've seen Dickoff go on quite a few times and um and we've seen Sean Gota and on the TV as well. there's two people there, but you look at Liverpool and how many ex-Liverpool players are on there, they can easily speak about Things from a Liverpool perspective because they played for them whereas they not played for us. So that is a natural imbalance there. Whether they're meaning to be biased or not, they're probably not being biased the way that their opinions come across. It, w- it will look biased because they they obviously got an experience of playing for Liverpool. So that's where I think he's picked up from. He's looked at the pundits' panel and gone, ex-Liverpool, ex-Liverpool. Mm, one ex-City every now and again. Don't really get much <laughs> coverage, do we? The
1: strange thing is, though, it's not just the fact that they're ex-Liverpool players. It's the fact you've got like... Jamie Carragher going, Sally, you little dancer. Yeah, he's yeah. supposed to be unbiased. Gary Neville has never done that. He's a United been fan. Neutral, isn't he's not. Yeah. He's made no secret that he he supports United. He wants City to win the title, but he doesn't come across as biased. He gives everything with an unbiased opinion. Yeah, I think yeah. that's my problem with Liverpool commentators, especially like McManaman,
0: yeah. Souness
1: on the odd occasion, and especially Carragher. It's just they don't give an unbiased opinion. I think Pep's got every right. The timing of him saying it's a bit bizarre. I don't know what the line of questioning was that Maybe mm-hmm. I didn't hear the that. question. I only
0: heard the answer. But I
1: think he's got a point, don't you?
0: Well, he. You've, it's interesting that you've gone down the television and radio route and picked out all those ex-players, but I think he was actually having a go at the written journalists. Um, I actually heard on Talk Sport today um, a couple of journalists defending their position, I think it were four of them all together, and their argument was that they're journalists, they chase the story, and the bigger story um, has been all season, will Liverpool end their drought? Um, now, the story might be "Can city do it back to back and obviously, after the company goal that 's given it all, all a lift but there it was a quite robust defense, and I understand that and you adam i know are, are uh, you know in journalism yourself and and hopefully you 'll have a great career, and you may well be sat there in the same position because you 're a city fan, but you will have to write uh, you know in terms of how your newspaper, if if that was what you ended up doing, or your, you know, I know it could be radio, it could be television, whatever. But let's just say for now, it's 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 newspaper. You have to write what your editor wants, what your newspaper wants, and we mm. know that Liverpool, whether we like it or not, Liverpool United, Arsenal, Chelsea, Tottenham are all clubs that have at this moment probably a bigger appeal for the general readers, and that there is a little bit of resentment out there, Let, you know, let's not ignore it, of people saying City have just bought the, the, the title, oil money and all the rest of it. So therefore, there is a sort of demand from their newspapers to say, well, this, it sells more papers, if we actually are a bit more sympathetic towards Liverpool, because they perceive, I'm not sure I agree with this, but they perceive that out there, the general public who don't have any allegiances, are leaning more towards Liverpool now, my instinct says that's absolutely yeah, wrong. That's wrong but yes. but that would be their justification
2: mm, I I completely understand the editorial decision side of it and yeah. I know that happens and it has to happen but I think quite a lot of journalists are getting the mood wrong in terms of the fan base like, like you mentioned I've, I've read a couple of pieces where people have literally said in the pieces that um, the general public want Liverpool to win the league or the general public are backing Liverpool that's not the opinion that I've got from people that don't care about football, even people that care about football. I spoke to a lot of opposition fans, you know, we sit in the south stand, so we get um, uh, the away fans, obviously, in the ground, but also outside of the chippy, we got on a to a few Leicester fans before the game yesterday, and they were saying, you know, we don't even want to win tonight, we want, to be, we want you, you to win the league, I'm quite happy to take the loss. And that's been the general feel when I've spoken on podcasts for, uh, for opposition teams, where I've been giving my view about City. I don't really know. I know a couple of Geordies that fancied Liverpool, but that was probably before, probably before the result the other night and that uh, the dodgy free kick. So yeah, I, I don't understand where they're getting this information from that people want Liverpool to win it, and if that's what they're basing their opin- their opinion pieces on, I don't think it's right, and I think they need to maybe have a check and <laughs> get a bit I just think they're check. playing
3: devil's advocate. I just think they're trying to throw cats among pigeons, and they're just they're they're, they're probably. They know City, and they know that we can do it, and we can come from behind. Now we're not the team that we used to be, and I think they're just playing. They're just playing with the fans. They're playing with the club, um, and it's it's a different take. It's something different for them to do this season as well, because you know for the last few seasons they've been getting it wrong. Um, it's taken some newspapers a long time to start putting city in the back pages, or putting decent-sized stories in those back pages. Um, you know, I mean, I had the shock of my life when when it was the derby and the next day there was a a piece on the front of one of the newspaper one of the tabloids and i thought you know it surprised me this because i don't know when the last time city have made the front cover of a newspaper so it's taken the media a long time anyway to come around to city uh, being successful and maybe there's a consensus that they don't like it you know maybe this uh, the underdog story that the normal person at home loves um, and I still think, in some ways, we I still feel like an underdog compared to some teams, and even Liverpool with their history. I still feel like an underdog compared to them.
0: It's weird to think of us as the the big well, how I feel. the big one, and uh, Liverpool to be the underdogs, isn't well, it? Yeah.
3: I don't, I don't I don't feel, feel like are. it's
2: because the papers are the 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 well maybe the opinion writers might do, but the general editorial positioning of the papers and stuff. That's purely because of there's more Man United fans, there's more Liverpool fans. Yeah. And there's even more Chelsea fans than than City fans, so mm. therefore, if you put them on the back pages, mm. there's more likely to be a United fan, mm. a profile looking at that, they'll and then they'll, they'll buy it, and they'll yeah. sell more paper. So That's I completely well. get that, and I understand the position of it. It's the content mm. of it in terms of. You know, we the general public want appeal to win it. Well, I think they've got
0: it wrong, and I think, it's changed I think the they've stance. got it wrong. Yeah. I mean, I've always said from experience of, uh, I mean, I've been on the last two pre-season tours with City, that the number of journalists that go out and follow City on pre-season is a lot less than follow the others, which is a is a perfect illustration of the less demand for for news. I mean, at the moment, I'm hoping, you know, if I can find sponsorship to go out on pre-season this year. But if I do manage to get out to China, Japan and Hong Kong, I suspect that there'll only be a very small group of journalists who are out there. Yet when United go out there, I know it might be complicated by their early Europa League appearance, etc. But there will be a bigger pack that will follow them, a bigger pack that will follow Arsenal, a bigger pack that will follow Chelsea. So I just think a lot of this... Um, Some of it is perception, but I think some of it is purely driven by, they want clicks, they want numbers, and they think that by sometimes, not always, but aligning a little bit, looking at, put it this way, even if they don't align themselves to Liverpool, they look at it from the Liverpool perspective. I mean, I've even heard on the BBC News, you know, Liverpool have gone top today. You know, and, and, and you know, a one point clear, and then two days later, we go top and they go Manchester City in a very much more Chelsea. resigned way. Yeah. Manchester City have gone back top again, but Liverpool play at the weekend. And you go, whoa, 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 am I reading too much into this? Well, but like, the way you've actually said that is different. As, as
1: soon as we beat, was it Burnley? It, yeah, it was literally a minute after Sky tweet over to you, Rogers. Like, yeah, as if they're waiting for someone to, to take it away from City. They wouldn't do that for Liverpool, would they? they would go over to you? But Brad, you just know because <laughs> that's going to get the, the retweets and that's going that exactly that perspective
2: is going to get on which I completely it t- is it. all about engagement
1: because there's more it's just simple maths there's more Liverpool fans than there are City fans so if they tweet it slightly favourably to Liverpool it's going to get more clicks more likes so like if we started a Man United podcast you know we talk about fan sites you know
2: City Extra we are for now, and other other fan sites in the past City don't get that engagement that than we would have if we were fans of Man United or fans of Liverpool. You look at podcasts and fan sites of those clubs and how far ahead they are. Not because the the content, the quality of the content is any better, but purely because they have got more people. And that's not just that's not just the papers figures. You can actually see that yourselves for the amount of people that follow, the amount of people that view, we can see all this analytics nowadays. And that, that's clear. So it's from first hand we know. But we don't get that. I traffic. still,
3: I think there's, there's very much still an element of quantity rather than quality um, for some of these teams, and especially today. Um, yeah, Man United can fill their stadium, you know, three, four times over. But um, I actually used to work in their ticketing office. So I know that they're the majority, yeah, you've got your season ticket holders that come every match, no matter what, come rain or shine. But then there are other seats in that ground that are sat in by a different person every game. So, yes, they're still getting the numbers. Yes, they've got the fans. There's no denying that. And I'm not going to take that away from them. They've earned it themselves over the years, just like any big team. But the quality of our fan is our fan is there every single game every single match no matter it's the same person in the same seat or you know regarding me and my season ticket that i share mine so it's either me or the other person it's not a complete stranger in that seat every single match so and i still prefer at this moment in time of my life as a city fan for our fans to be more quality than quantity
0: yeah, and down at Brighton, obviously, I know that there'll be two, three thousand in the side of the stadium. I bet I recognise half of them. <laughs> you know that that yeah. that's that's the type of fans that we've got. And now talking about that Brighton game, I've noticed that the suddenly seems to be a slight shift in the agenda, saying, you know what, Brighton are actually quite a decent side, and <laughs> yeah. uh, they've yeah. not got a lot you know. Uh, whereas, you know, even for us as City fans, three or four weeks ago, we were looking at, oh, if we can get past Tottenham. Then the Darby, once we're the other side of the Derby. It does happen that, doesn't it? Yeah. When you look at the ones in,
2: in the future, I said as soon as we get past United. We'll win it. Oh, we'll breeze it then. And now, literally, before every single game, I'm going, oh, but they've got this player. Oh, but they played well the other week, didn't they? I like that about the side. City
1: fans. We're not just arrogant to go, yeah, yeah. we'll go and walk, Brighton. Mm-hmm. It's like one game at a yeah. time, and then you worry about the next. And oh, we know what it's like, because that QPR game could
2: so easily have gone the other way. Exactly. Before that game, everyone in the whole of Britain would have backed us to batter them that day <laughs> and easily take the title. But we know, we knew before that game that it wasn't going to be easy, but we certainly now know now that... It's certainly not going to be easy at the weekend. We've just got to, got to back it up, have
0: the recent titles have been won at the Etihad. I know that, obviously, the one last year was United dropping points and, and the away win at Tottenham the night before. But we knew that was coming anyway. But the close-run ones have been at the Etihad. This one's going to be away from home. Now, we could talk just about the match and how that influences it, being away from home. But I want to know what you feel as fans, because none of the three of you are actually going to be at the game. No. So does that hurt? Do, does that... Yeah. Does that you know what you what are you gonna do? I think Matty, you're gonna go and watch the screening. Aren't yeah, you?
1: I'm a I'm a little bit gutted to be honest. But as I said earlier, if if we win the title, I don't think I'll care as much. Like it's just like well we've won the title, so I'm not gonna complain. Like yeah, it's a bit of a shame that I'm not there. Um, but I'll be surrounded by Blues at the City Square watching it. Shame it's not in the stadium actually, but I don't know what the demands like for it. But yeah, be surrounded by Blues. Hopefully it's a nice day. Can have a few pints and then. Yeah, it's a, it's a bit of a shame, but at least we can go to the parade if we do win it, and yeah, it's still fine. Isn't it? Yeah, I'm, I'm gutted that
2: we're not going to be able to see us lift because I, lo- I love that last season, mm. um, but it, in, on the other hand, it's going to be good for me, because I'm going to be able to get with my family that I don't go to the game with, so I go to the game with my three other cousins. Mum, my dad and my uncle go some games with us, but he don't go all the games with us. My dad was lucky enough to be there and, and stand with us last season, but... He wouldn't be there, and wouldn't be there this time. So we're going to get together, we'll all get together. Even the family that doesn't doesn't like football that much will all be there. So it's going to be a big big family party that would have been without us four if it would have been at home. So you can look at it from that direction and think, you know, family gathering, and have a barbecue up for you, the mm-hmm. weather's nice. And, yeah, so I'm, I'm looking forward to it in that respect, having, having some cheaper pints, I think, than I would be having if I was at the ground. Yeah, I think
3: yeah. with me, I'm, if there's tickets left tomorrow, I might um, actually get one. Because um, they're only a few quid, so it's not You're much... You're talking
0: about the screening? Yeah, sorry, yeah. the
3: city square, yeah. Um, so I might actually, if I'm going, I'll you know let you guys know and, and hook up with you. Um, but as some of you know, obviously, that Listen and uh, you guys here know I have uh, a condition that I sometimes can't quite pre-plan my life in the next few days. So if I've got a ticket and I'm well enough, I'll go, I'll go down. And uh, if I'm not, then I'll stay at home. But the only thing that I kind of think about, so when, when you think about it, which is kind of like this scarf here, like blue and white here, is that what's gonna be worse, staying at home, watching it, and we win. So I'll celebrate at home. Or going to the stadium <laughs> and we don't win that game, yeah. And you're just there, like, oh, <laughs> but yeah. then I suppose you've got a couple of thousand that, that, people that's to what I mean. About, like,
1: yeah, I'm a bit gutted that it's not at home, but just as long as we win it, that's the main yeah. thing. As long as we're yeah. lifting that time, and I remember yeah. that feeling yeah.
3: in 2012 being there. Oh, and you, you know, from the other the other week when I was on, that I got in in the last few minutes, um, to, to see what happened. And that feeling has never left me. And if if I get to feel that again at City Square, it's not never going to be the same as twenty twelve. No, obviously, it's never going to be. But I think because this season has been this close, it's going to be a very close feeling. It's, it's you know, it's not like you know when we won by miles, yeah. that was a completely different feeling. We'd mm. won it you know way in advance yeah. in a way. Whereas this time, it's going to be that close. I think we're going to have the same euphoria. That, that we had
0: yeah. I've heard some um, whether these are just um, very rare individuals or even people playing pranks but I've heard it said that Liverpool, some Liverpool supporters are saying that uh, if they were to finish second <laughs> and conversely if City were to finish second <laughs> there should be a trophy for second um, well that's yeah. why I
3: laughed at the beginning and and you, you said something about Liverpool and I laughed and I actually laughed because that phone call that I heard came straight into my head Wait, of don't, this.
0: don't you think they should Get this trophy, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they should have a trophy. Yeah, City yeah be, I mean, like, let's turn it <laughs> the other way around. It's City finish yeah, second. Should we get a trophy? Ninety-eight
1: point trophy? <laughs> oh no, not,
2: not, not 98. Well, it'll be that 90, final. Yeah. 90. I mean, I
3: can understand if there's a cup final and you get a medal if you, you know, if you don't win. I don't even understand that. Well, should get yeah. anything? You should just you get a loser's yeah. medal. Why yeah. I just do yeah. all them <laughs>
2: steps just to get a runners-up medal? Just go
3: on. Yeah, thanks. But yeah. <laughs> Well, then like the Olympics, first, second, third, you know, people still get, or, yeah. you know, people still get a trophy, Formula One, you know, you get a trophy, first, second and third. I don't agree with it in football whatsoever. That's not where I'm going with this at all. It was ludicrous. The phone call was hilarious. I still think it has to be some kind of joke because there's no way somebody can think that seriously. I don't
2: know, though. I wouldn't put it past <laughs> some of the scouts. It didn't honestly.
0: feel like a joke when this, uh, if you've not heard it, I'm sure you'll find it on social media, when it finished with the, the Scouse-sounding fan um, saying, "But oh, well, we've won the European Cup five times. Yeah. <laughs> and, no, and that, that's got to be that, a joke. That meant it felt actually more real to me. <laughs> I, thought that, I can imagine that coming out of the mouth of a Liverpool fan. Yeah,
1: Going back to the, the thing about clicks and stuff, though, they would have been rubbing their hands when he said oh, that. Because yeah, they can clip that up, send yeah. it out on social media, and then it's seen by millions of people. They must have been loving that. but. I was so deluded because he did ask, and he? he said, "Are you an Everton fan?" On a wind yeah. up here, like that's how ridiculous it is. But yeah, so, you, you l- got to
0: laugh. There's obviously different scenarios that could happen, and I and I think you all uh, agree with me, and not taking nothing for granted just yet. Well, However, I'm going to ask you this this question: City win, City lose, two different scenarios. Then there's an FA Cup final: City win, City lose. If uh, when does, does City have a parade? Is it? Is it? Is it? What combination of them?
2: So I would go. I wouldn't have a parade if we missed out on the league, but won the FA Cup, because I think an FA Cup or a League Cup parade would just not suit well. I don't think. I think it was great for the first time. Years ago, that
0: would have been a dream. Yeah, that would have been unbelievable.
2: But I think the standard that we that we hold ourselves to now, and the fact that I don't think the fans would turn out for it in massive numbers, means that I wouldn't go for it. But if we win the Premier League. If, we, if we're in the Premier League and the FA Cup, if we make it a domestic treble, I'd have a parade on the Monday night following the FA Cup. Not on the so, Sunday? Not on the Sunday. I think I will put it on the Monday night. We were speaking before about the fact, you know, it, people are already in Manchester, they'll be in work, uh, it'll be a tea time. Gives two, two, two days for people to plan, because people will need to plan. Um, so I'd certainly have it on the Monday. I wouldn't have a parade if we won the Premier League and not the FA Cup, because I feel like... Really? There's a week... There's that that week between the premier league and the fa cup being won it's and the fa cup being lost rather is is too big i feel like they, we've already won it then it, you know we've forgotten about it a little bit because we've we've got the fa cup we've we've felt sorry about ourselves because we've we've lost the fa cup arguably you could say yes it will bring our spirits back up by having won if we'd lost the fa cup but for me it just seems like a bit of a it seems like the moment's
1: gone to have the premier league um premier league a week after was I mean, winning the FA Cup I agree with you on the first point that if we don't win the Premier League and win the FA Cup I, I wouldn't be suggesting that we have one but I think if we win the Premier League regardless of whether we win the FA Cup I think getting 98 points and winning in such a tough de- uh, tough season we've got to celebrate that surely I'd, I'd celebrate it if we weren't in the FA Cup final
2: because I would have it on the Monday after after the Sunday like we've done before and I've got it on the Monday but it's just the week that for me I think the distance and the fact that we'd, we'd play in the FA Cup and we'd lost. I don't think we'd be up for a, up for a parade the day after losing the FA Cup final. Would the, you, the players want to celebrate that?
0: Well, uh, you and I talked about this before, Adam, when we weren't recording, uh, about the possibility of it being on the Sunday or the Monday. And, and, and obviously, I even made the case to you in the conversation before that it might be for the Monday because of the, the reason of the workers. Yeah. But I do want to put the other side of that argument, because there may be people listening to this who say... Why not have it on the Sunday? Because everybody's off work. It's a lot easier to get into central Manchester. And yes, it might suit the people who work in Manchester. And I can understand why that might help to boost the numbers of people who attend the parade. But surely the better thing to do would be to have it on the Sunday when every... Well, not everybody. We know people work on Sundays as well. But those who want to travel from a little further away um, or... You know, work during the day somewhere else and can't get there. Would be able to get there. Would you have any sympathy to that view? Yes, yeah, certainly. I wouldn't. I wouldn't mind it being on a Sunday or a Monday. I'm not going to be
2: complaining if it, <laughs> whatever day it's going to be on. To be honest, so yeah, I can see the argument for it being on a Sunday and a Monday. I'm, I've got yeah, but there's an to argument though.
3: for there being lots of workers in the city centre of Manchester for the Monday but then are they genuine fans? So you're right to think about a Sunday being allowing genuine fans to come from, even if they are sort of, you know, we, get, we do have fans down south, especially in the southwest, there's, you know, quite a few fan clubs down there. But even people around the Midlands and Shropshire, you know, they'd be able to, to get up to Manchester no problem in the same day, up and down, back home, job done. Whereas on a Monday, you're depriving quite a lot of genuine fans and a lot of people... And I'm more likely to go in on a, on a Sunday um, just, you know, just because of me and my situation and the fact that it'd be a lot easier for me to not go in when it's rush hour and there's lots of other people about, you know, so...
0: Would you would you expect it to be like it was last year then? Or you don't think it could be that it'd be staged in the stadium this time? Well, the weather has an impact, doesn't it? We mentioned earlier how
1: the weather was glorious when we had the parade last season. I think the turnout will depend a little bit on that. I think a few more people would have come because the sun was shining. Um. But yeah, it depends on the FA Cup, doesn't it? Maybe, as Adam mentioned, that maybe people might be a bit more hesitant to turn up if we lose the FA Cup final, but I think we should have it either way.
0: Well, obviously the rider, an absolute rider on this, is that City haven't won anything. Well, they have. They've won the League Cup and the Mm. Community Shield, but there's no FA Cup, there's no Premier League. Let's see where it gets to. I want to bring up one more subject before we finish this week's podcast. And you might, and there might be people who say, well, why don't you bring this up earlier or I'll talk about this earlier? And one of the reasons I feel, as I'm answering the question before I even ask it here, is because I don't see how it ends up being anything to do with City or anything to do with us fans. The fact that the FA Cup final, the price of the tickets is so astronomically high that the numbers of tickets that were... The small, you know, the lower price is forty-five pounds. That those are very fr- few and far between. That the, the it seems to me that the average price, average price, is around about 115 120, uh, pounds. Yeah. Um, and it it also feels to me at that F and it's sure it's something we'll talk about more in next week's podcast. But that most of the people who are going to Wembley for that FA Cup final, not most some anyway a bigger percentage will not be the people who normally would want to go to that because perhaps they've been priced out and so there will be a bigger percentage of people who get access to tickets because they can afford it and aren't necessarily the same mm. you know type of fans is is that well, what do you feel about well all that? in
3: the semi there were three people sat behind us that had never been to a game in their lives but were shouting for city uh, they had southern accents um and uh, it 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 felt odd it felt wrong we'd gone for the cheaper seats so we were quite high up and nobody was standing up. You know, it was ruining our atmosphere. You know, I was with my dad. My dad was sat there moaning <laughs> for at least the first half, saying, I've never sat down at an away match for 40 years, you know, 50 years or whatever. And it just kept going on and on and on. And I'm like, oh, God, you know, this is just really bad because because everyone stood up down there, everybody's singing. There's a great atmosphere. We're up here in the cheap seats, outpriced for the semi. Um, I didn't like it and I didn't like being around what, you know, this, this term plastic fans gets thrown around. And to me, that they were typical plastics because they'd never been to a, a game in their lives. So I, d- I didn't like that and I'm outpriced from the final. I can't go to the final. Yeah,
2: I've, I've been outpriced as well. So I, the, by the time it got down, I haven't got as many points as other Blues have, and I've got many, so a few thousand. That's how it got down to me. Uh, the only prices left, the only tickets left were uh, 125 quid. I can't afford £125 then, plus travel. Plus, well, you could say you, you wouldn't drink or something like that, but then ideally you'd want a few beers when you get down there. I'd have there. to stay
3: over as well. Yeah. Like, you know, like I did last for over. the semi, yeah. I'd stay for so the So
2: I, I wouldn't mind travelling, but, you know, that's obviously, take, that's that's costly as well, so it's, you know, upwards nearly £200 you're, taking, you're going to be spending, and uh, I can't afford that, you know, a one-day trip out, that's almost a holiday abroad, that, so... Mm-hmm. Um, I couldn't afford that at the time, and it annoys me because those thirty-five, forty-pound, whatever seats they are, it's like the Etihad when they say, "Oh, we, we we'll boast some of the lowest ticket prices, lowest season ticket prices in the league." We got two hundred ninety-nine quid or three hundred ten, whatever it is now. But how many of them is there? You know, they're very hard to find, just like them 40 forty-pound ones that I would be able to afford. I right right probably would have stretched and about right up in the gods. The League Cup final was good because the cheapest, the cheapest tickets in the League Cup final at the front eight rows, and that that's where I go. The uh, in the 1894 singing section for the League Cup finals. And that's perfect for me because I get the atmosphere and it's cheap as well. I hate being up there. I was up oh, awesome. I was up in the Gods for the um, FA Cup semi-final against Arsenal when we got beat. And that was awful. I hated it being up there. So I'd always prefer to be in Tier 1. But I wouldn't have minded even getting a ticket in the Gods just to be there, to be honest. But I, I, there wasn't a ticket available and the tickets that were, were were too expensive. So I couldn't justify it. And again, I'm going to have a, a good night
1: with my family instead of so a good day. I see. It's such a shame that, that fans are being priced out and I don't think it's necessarily all the club's fault. I think it has something to do with the FA as well. Yeah, the, the club f- doesn't dictate. The well, I, I, I the started
0: with saying it's not the club's fault, but do you think yeah. there is the club um, should be making a more of a sing and dance about maybe it? Maybe they I should.
1: Think. I think they should maybe take a bit more of a stand against it because it's their fans that are suffering. So, yeah, I don't yeah. know how much control they can have over it, but they, they should put their foot down a little bit. I might speak to them and ask them how much control they well, have. Well, there is over.
0: actually a group, I don't know if you know this, Matty, called City Matters. And there's, there's some people voted <laughs> sure. onto the panel. And I, I believe you're one of the representatives. Yeah. So, And you've got a meeting tomorrow night, haven't you? Yeah, and uh, obviously there's,
1: there's so much to talk about. But we'll try and
3: bring it up.
1: Because it, it's just such a shame that you're talking about 45, 60 pound tickets as being the cheapest ones for a football match. The fact that the semi-finals at Wembley as well, so the loyal fans who wanted to go to that, have spent hundreds of pounds on that and then they've got to try and find it again for the final. Yeah, the club have put on three coaches, um, a select amount. That that was really good. But it, it's not enough, I don't think it's not for, enough you know,
3: considering all the games that we've played all season. Exactly, exactly. When you're talking about now three, you know three days, four days between matches and people are having to get there on the weekend, in the midweek. You know, people have got families, people have got lives, people have got jobs, and it's all it's money even to come to a normal domestic match, it's still money, money, money. Exactly. If that's only once a week or once a fortnight, fine, no problem. If you're talking every three or four days, then you're talking about semi-finals and cup finals down in London. It's it is too much. We are a working class club.
0: So I'm gonna now play devil's advocate in this argument, as I is my want, and and somebody said to me uh, you know the women's FA Cup final was last week, and they say oh, we're going to get a record crowd of fifty thousand. I never actually saw what the attendance was. About
1: Forty-five,
0: I think. Right, and that, but I found out then. To correct me if I'm wrong. That the tickets were fifteen pounds for that game. Um, <laughs> so hence the reason why a very good and thankfully, you know, uh, an appreciative crowd were there. If it was fifteen thousand uh, for the FA Cup final, there would be absolutely no problem selling tickets. <laughs> oh, but not yeah. everybody would get one yeah. so the counter argument to this pricing structure is it's supply and demand mm-hmm. the fact is that Wembley will be sold out for the FA Cup final it will be sold out even with 250 pounds for for the uh, the highest priced non meal tickets 45 pounds small allocation for the lowest and despite the fact that you can't go um, and you think it's wrong, the fact is that Wembley will go, there you are, that justifies it, that was the right price, we'll do yeah. that again next year. End of story. So as a business
2: model, that is perfect, and that's exactly what yeah. what should be done in, in a business, but you know, might be cynical, but I, football shouldn't be as much of a business as it has become, in my opinion.
0: are never going to stop it, though, are you? And look at the champion. no, no, if no got I'm not going to stop it. I'm
2: just saying it's wrong, I'm just saying that that's not how it should be, the fans have got to be. The most, I know they're not the most important because the match matchday revenue is nowhere near TV
0: revenue. But they are the most important. The Champions League final, by the way, is in mm. Category 1, 600 quid. Yeah. So if City it's had got to... If you, if you think 250 125 mm. and whatever is a lot, yeah. if City had got to the Champions League final, mm. 600 quid. That's yeah. not with a meal or anything.
2: Yeah. I just think they need to just cut us some slack, as in the amount of money that they're earning from that game in terms of match revenue... Is nowhere near the amount they're earning from TV. So, and you know, it's same with City. They, you look at the percentage that they, that they get on match day compared to that, all these partners and sponsors they've got, and then the TV rights. It's nothing, so they could afford to let one in for free if they wanted to. He it wouldn't it's affect but, that. And
0: you? we all know that mm. it's never going to happen, though, is it? No, it's
2: not. But I'm saying they should. They, they should do. I, I, I don't understand why. There were you always. I mean, in theory, tickets.
3: you think we should boycott boycott these matches? That's not going to work. No, you, well, it's not going Effectively, you there two are boycotting
0: yeah. it anyway. Do well, you think anybody's bothered? <laughs> no, exactly, I'm bothered for yeah, you yeah, that yeah. you're yeah. not there. No, but do you think anybody work. else is, well, is
2: bothered? It, is it in work. Holland? I'm not sure it what I mean, the Dutch league, where where the the teams, well, one team because the prices were too high, the whole fan base boycotted it, sold their own tickets as a fan base, and then marched to the ground with the money. To say, accept this money, and these lot have got tickets, this is the allocation, or we're all just going home. And that's so organised. The European fans are so, so organised. I feel like we all need to get together a bit more. What was that match we did where they wouldn't let us in? Where was that? Where there
3: were no fans at all? There were
2: no fans at all, were there? So the powers that be weren't
1: bothered
3: that there weren't any City fans at a match? No. So no-one's going to be bothered? Football
1: is nothing without its fans, but at the end of the day, there are fans there because we've sold it out. So even though I, I understand your point that although we're all complaining about the ridiculous prices it's people still, still gonna going to be sold out so <laughs> as, a, as a business model they're just like well so
0: what if you can't people need to just
1: get together tough. You know, exactly we need to do maybe more well. we do
0: need to do more another chat for another podcast let's finish off with potentially and I say potentially advisedly an optimistic note there is one more <laughs> league game to go so yeah. if I go round the table now Come and on. say I'm not asking you for a score here right what's going to happen we're
3: going to win yeah of
2: course we're
0: gonna come win. We're
2: a- we gonna do it. I don't know. I don't know. I, <laughs> oh, I think, no, what I think and what I will say is, I think it's gonna be tight. I think it's gonna be nil nil in our game, and Liverpool are gonna be up at half time, so it's gonna be really nervy. I think Liverpool, even though Wolves are a good side, I think Liverpool will be up at half time, so it's gonna go right down to the wire. And I think if we're gonna get one, it will be at a time similar to last night. I think. So I will say that we will win it, but only by five miles. I think it'll be one, one, yeah. one. Yeah. Larger,
0: Unfortunately, I, I find myself agreeing with Adam. <laughs> <And> <laughs> <because> why unfortunately <laughs> we well because I don't want, that, I don't to want that to happen you, you don't like Aaron's opinion <laughs> no, 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 no 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 it's, it's purely because yeah. having watched this unfold and on the vlogs that I do I, I still find it astounding it's slightly changed but I still find it astounding that I go up to somebody ahead of the game last night oh we'll crush these we'll beat Leicester no yeah. problem three or four and I think have you not watched the, the Burnley game have you <laughs> not watched <laughs> the United have you not watch these games. Mm. Yes, I like your optimism, but what, you know, can you not see the reality? We all knew surely when we went to that game against Leicester, that it was exactly how you just described what you think might happen to Brian. That's what happened last night. It happened at Burnley. And I suspect, I hope I'm wrong, I'd love to see City 3 up by half-time and then <laughs> hear the Wolves are leading at Anfield. Yeah. But I just don't, I just don't nah, see it. I, I not we've got to, though,
3: because... There's, know, never mind too
0: easy. I want it to be too yeah. easy for we once. All, we well, we don't admit, do it that way, do we, <laughs> see
3: We all emit a vibe. And if everybody on that ground is going to be on edge and negative and not feeling it, the players are going to be getting the it. The city and fans,
0: I'll be there in, the, in among the city fans. The city fans, as they did at Burnley, despite how I was feeling and not maybe how they were feeling, were singing all the way through That's back what in we the, need, and that, that, that will need. happen. I have no yeah. doubt about that. But it doesn't alter the fact that I still think what Adam said is probably going to happen. I think
3: it's a safety net, and I think it's a bank union thing as well. Maybe. I definitely think there's some in our blood and in our culture that just prepares for the worst all the time completely. no matter what and it's inbred in us and yeah. it's not just because we're City fans I think it's because we're northerners it's
0: even when you go to the chippy and they put that gravy <laughs> on and you think when I get home I bet this gravy's all gloopy yeah. and it's, <laughs> it's always fearing the worst in every scenario <laughs> it is, isn't it it is
3: because then, then at least you get a bonus when it's good <laughs>
0: yeah. which is rare <laughs> but, than... but, not, but, but
1: non-City fans completely don't understand it I talk to my friends who support other clubs and I'm like like, oh, I'm nervous tonight. They're like you're miles better than them. You're gonna walk. I got
2: it. to, to like, no. that Some company bed going. Oh, you'll batter them at the weekend. What you're about? And I go. I think it's gonna be tough. And they are going. Oh, <laughs> you're taking a Mick. It's gonna yeah. be easy. It's like, you're taking a bit the exciting. great thing as well like about this
0: is that me and Adam are from different generations so it's this just. is not this is not a yeah, generational yeah. thing yeah. it, it yeah. is you know it's, and it's a Manchester thing, thing. It, it, it makes me feel, in a, a bizarre way it makes me feel a bit better
3: because then we just walk away at the end of the day and go well we knew that would happen so yeah, there yeah. you go yeah. like, let's, let's go and have a pint you'd rather
0: on. be wrong about us
1: winning you saying oh we might lose and we win five no you'd rather be wrong about that than saying yeah we'll win five six no and no, then no, I'll, no, I'll tell, tell you what
3: though real quickly because I think that this resilience that we have is what keeps us so loyal to the club because I've seen it so many times with all these big clubs and even right now with people finishing sixth (laughs) <laughs> yeah. That their fans are turning on them again and again and again. Now I did used to go and watch quite a lot of football clubs when I was younger. I'd be at Burnley, I'd be at, I would be at the Red Side of Town. I'd be over at Oldham Athletic, and when I started seeing that crowd turn at Old Trafford against their team in the late nineties, early nineties, I stopped going. Because I hated it. I didn't like the atmosphere. I couldn't stand the fans screaming at the players. Even when they were winning, they turned on them. And I hated it. And we're not going to do that. Let's hope
0: if things don't go the way we expect and hope expect was a, I, I wish I hadn't said expect that was not <laughs> <without it. laughs> that, back. Oh, oh, I took it back edit that bit out uh, <laughs> that, that if it goes the other way that we are not next week talking about people I don't think they will by the way no, City I'm fans not, what but turning, no, turning I think we'll be proud, no of, what we be proud. of what you've achieved of regardless we of the
2: weekend regardless of the FA Cup final 195
0: points in two seasons Unbelievable. if we don't get another point now we lose at Brighton and they win the league wow Wow.
3: Yeah. I'll take it. What a season. I've enjoyed
2: it.
0: I've enjoyed the season.
2: I think it's good to look at it this week rather than look at it after next week if we were to lose because then you've still, you you've still got, of you've got, the got last to lose season. to
3: appreciate the wins. We can't keep going, yeah. winning, 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 winning because the expectations no, are going to get that <laughs> yeah. high. Yeah, but then it becomes boring. And God. I think even
2: winning Does. at the weekend will also cloud our judgment to thinking it's been even better than it has. I think it's really good to look at it this week, tonight, and go... Look at how good it's been before we've actually won or lost anything.
0: And it's it's not going to be... I mean, and and this is going to be a hard thing for me to say, and there might not be many people saying this, but if we do win the league, I am going to say genuinely, well done Liverpool, I'm really playing well this season, I'm <laughs> pushing it all the way, I'm not a big fan of all of their supporters, there are a yeah, lot of their supporters, a big group of them, that I have no time for at all, but when you talk about the players, the <laughs> professional players and the manager, and I know there'll be people screaming at me now saying we hate Liverpool or whatever, but I'm, I'm just saying, wow, they have played well, and, and if they do end up finishing second, well done Liverpool, I hope I am saying that, Uh, But equally, I'm qualifying this because if City finish second, I'd be proud of City as well. So on that basis, enjoy the game. Mm-hmm. Thanks very much to Hot Click Marketing for sponsoring the podcast for this second half of the year. By the way, if you're listening to this and you fancy doing some sponsorship next season, contact me. Yeah, you'll see the uh, the email address or you can find me on Twitter or whatever. Get Prestige Car repairs, he should be sponsored. Yeah. He's getting too much free promo. <laughs> I said this too early, he's
1: getting too much free promo. Get him paying you. I wasn't
0: actually going to mention him this week. He's just got another mention. <laughs> <laughs> you're giving <all> <laughs> I've done it you just
1: for give him it. another.
0: Well, I want £10 for that If you're listening Paul I need a lift to China, Japan (laughs) and Hong Kong Right, so thanks very much We'll be back with the next one next week I assume that whatever happens At Brighton um, There won't be any sort of a parade until after the FA Cup So we'll record the next one of these Next Monday Hopefully in full celebratory mood See you next week